This is Pursuing Wholeness. of the Pursuing Wholeness podcast. It's our pleasure to be here talking with you, talking, the two of us talking with each other and allowing you to join in on our conversation. Um, You know, it's something that is easy to take for granted, but when we sit down and think about it, we don't need to take this opportunity for granted. Um, It's a good, it's a chance for us as a couple to talk and to bond and it's also a chance for us to share our heart and the things that we care about with those that we care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we may not even have met some of you, but we care for you as well. Because really, when we look at the world, we're all connected. Mm-hmm. We're all connected. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's, I'm, I'm looking at Sean and nodding because we had this long, <laughs> like, very impactful conversation the other day we were like what what do we talk about because we we're going to try to clue in our podcast listeners on the conversation and we could not remember what we talked about but at that second when i looked at sean a few seconds ago i was like oh yeah that was it that was it that was it so i'm um i'm gonna share just a little bit of that since it came to mind i'm not gonna go in depth on that hopefully i can remember <laughs> so, good luck you know i'm sure whenever that Cause that that was probably like the most impactful uh, conversation of the year, you know. So perhaps <laughs> to kind of uncover that, you know, would be to uh, it's it's gonna be, you know, it's it's gonna uncover even more depth. We're gonna have to go deeper. Well, <laughs> no, but well, anyway, hopefully, it'll connect to what we actually wanted to talk about. Right? Yeah, I agree. I think it will. I'm sure it. it so, um, I'm gonna just kind of share the illustration that came to me that I thought about that perhaps God revealed to me. Um, I've been reading this book and um, I'm not going to like be an advocate of the book right now. I mean, it's, it's been a really good book, but I'm just going to, some people may, <laughs> may think I, that I shouldn't be reading it. Sean even jokes about it. But um, in the book, the author is talking about how the whole world, like everything is connected, past, present, future, whether you're in the United States, China, Europe, um, Africa, like wherever you are, you, it's all, we're all connected. And so like, it's kind of a, the book is kind of one of those woo woo books. And, um, you know, as a Christian, some people might say, you know, it's not a Christian book, but it has really enlightened my view of the faith and helped me to see things from a faith perspective in a way that I hadn't seen it before. So, like, going back to this whole idea that everybody's connected and that anything that you do as an individual is impacting other people. And this illustration came to my mind the other day. So, let's say that you are, like, it might be a teacher at a school. Someone spilled something in the hallway of the school and somebody, a teacher slips on that mess, whatever it is that they spilled. 
And so then once that slip and fall happens, it changes the entire world. (laughs) The entire world at that moment, the future of the world is forever changed by this teacher slipping in the hallway of this school. And so this is just my way of like, even kind of trying to see how the world might be possibly impacted by this fall. And it's crazy. So like the teacher falls, students see the fall and they run to the teacher and perhaps another adult comes to help the teacher up. They realize they need to go to the doc. They need to go to the hospital. They call an ambulance. Somebody who was sitting in the break room at wherever the ambulance people are, watching TV, waiting for the next call, gets up, gets in the ambulance along with their partner, and they drive to the scene of um, where the person is um, is injured. And so as that ambulance is traveling through town, people are having to stop to allow the ambulance to pass through. Because, you know, when the ambulance is coming, the lights, you know, it don't matter if the light is green, you need to stop and let the ambulance come through. And so, like, just think about just that kind of transaction where one person has fallen in a particular school. This ambulance from across town is having to come and help this person. And it seems like this is just life happening. But it could have been somebody who wanted to go through the green light, who now had to stop and wait for the ambulance to come through, who is now late for work. And because they're late for work, then this impacts this other person. And then it impacts this other person. Maybe make somebody, they might be late for work and then their supervisor fusses at them. And so then they have a bad day. And so then when they go to lunch, they still having a bad day. And they curse out the server who is serving their lunch. And so the server now has a bad day. And she takes that home and, and yells at her child. And, you know, it's just like so many chain reactions can happen from this one teacher falling in the school and I I was even thinking about and I don't know I'm not picking on teachers it's just I just thought of a a hallway with white floors and somebody spilling something and them not seeing it but anyway um and then just thinking about when that person is taken to the emergency room let's say that there's a doctor who is from another country maybe it's a doctor from India who is here making um you know, working at them at the medical center, this, this doctor from India, instead of him calling his wife, who is still in India, he is now treating this patient for this fall. And now his wife, who's all the way on the other side of the world in India is not sitting on the phone talking to her husband. So who knows what kind of impact that has on her life over there. So she says, well, I know I'm not going to be talking to my husband, so I'm going to go to the grocery store. And who knows what happens that, you know, because she was at the grocery store instead of being at home. Let's, you know, keep it positive that maybe there was somebody there who couldn't afford their food, and so she was able to pay for their lunch, I mean, pay for their their, their um, groceries. And so that has an impact that sparks. So it's like this one person falling here in Macon, Georgia, can have an impact all the way on the other side of the world in India. And it's like we often live our lives as if what happens is just our decisions and it's just impacting our own little lives. Mm-hmm. But it's so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And the implications can be permanent and long-lasting and can it impact people who are not even born yet. Just a small 
transactional thing. You know, it's it's like we do these these things happen all the time. Like I might make a post on Facebook and it was something that was interesting to somebody who was otherwise gonna keep scrolling. They stopped and they commented and that could change their whole life. Mm-hmm. And it's just like thinking about that and, and how we tend to trivialize day to day moments. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, um, you know, I mean, you know, like my wife said, you know, with this particular book she's reading, part of me is like, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, at the same time, it, it has kind of um, produced some interesting conversation. And I think that it is something to not take very uh, lightly. Um, I guess the impact that the smallest thing um, that you do make on the on the whole world or whatever. It kind of reminds me of something that I mentioned in a second. I do want to apologize to the, the audience. Um, <laughs> as my wife was um kind of saying the stuff, she was flagging me. I, I had this little con bar wrapper. I was very carefully trying to get the little bits of chocolate <laughs> there, and she was, you know, about, about to slap my hand. It was <laughs> you know, so, exaggerating. So, so she, you know, she had that. She, she, you know, I don't know. But I gently raised my hand, like like a little thing, like a little. Oh, don't do that. You know, not like a pop, but just like right. a. You don't realize <laughs> it's, it's, it's how just, loud that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but I will. <laughs> but anyway, though, I was listening to um, um, this podcast called Planet Money on NPR today, at least a little bit, and um. But anyway, um, they were talking in the uh, podcast about pollution, talking about how how um, harmful. They were saying that it could be a lot more harmful than um, it could be a lot more harmful than a lot of things that we we consider harmful in um, in our society. Um, and I won't go into all the details of that. But anyhow, they were talking about how you know. The United States is currently pretty clean in regard to pollution overall. Um, compared, compared to other countries. Right, compared to like China, which is like about three times more polluted. But then they were saying, but the thing is, you know, it's because, um, you know, it was about 40, 40 to 50 years ago when the United States was being, the infrastructure of the United States was being, you know, very much developed. Or really before then, for a long period of time, apparently pollution was um, such in a lot of places around this country that it was like, you know, business people would go to work and they would bring an extra shirt, you know, because the first shirt that they had would be covered in whatever pollutants that were Mm. floating in the air. So we, in other words, we can't really act like, um, we can't really act like we're just so whatever. And then also they said another reason why it's so clean now is because most of our manufacturing and stuff is done overseas in other countries. Right. So we've um, outsourced our pollution. Right. Right. So other countries are dirtier perhaps because they're serving countries like us, you know, but, but the, the, but one of the key things that they said, they were talking about how there are people in some of these countries that our stuff has been outsourced to. Um, and I, gosh, I wish I could, I could remember the percentages, 
but they're talking about like a percentage of people in, for example, in China who have who specific, a specific percentage of people who have adverse health outcomes because they are manufacturing things that generate lots of pollution. And those things are for the United States of America mm. for consumers here, mm. you know, and so it's like. I don't know. It's the kind of stuff that you definitely don't think about a lot. But like even something as small as that, you know, I mean, I don't I personally don't profess to be a big environmentalist, even though I think that stuff is definitely important. But it really makes you think or whatever Mm -hmm. about even something that small, because, um, you know, you might you just don't know. I mean, it really could be that something that you do actually is actually is affecting somebody's life for the bad. Yeah. You know, and you you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't intentionally do that, Mm -hmm. but it's just the way that everything works in the world, the way that stuff is the web of connections. That's how it is. And so, I mean, you know, in other words, we can't just kind of like take anything for granted. We can't, we can't. I mean, it's kind of overwhelming to be honest. Yeah, it can be overwhelming. And I think that, I don't know. It's like it's because it it could be something as small as you going on Amazon and being yeah. like, I want to get this shirt or I want to get this cup or whatever it might be. Something that you just saw on Amazon and you ordered it, and it's like if you if you if this were a movie, you'd be able to see all the ways, all the things that had to happen for you to get that cup or that shirt, and you'll get to see the person who's getting up on the other side of the world, leaving their family, perhaps, you know, under whatever condition so that they can go work in this factory and create this thing that you want. That's like real cheap that you just getting real quick and you might not even use it long or you might throw it away or lose it. Mm-hmm. And you can see, you would be able to see like how in manufacturing this thing for you or being in a community where this thing is being manufactured, these people might be adversely, inf- you know, have like bad health outcomes mm-hmm. because they're doing it. Like if we could see those things, but we live in such a disconnected, like we think it's disconnected the way that we look at it. We're disconnected from the people who are actually producing things for us but we're actually connected to them because what we're ordering what we're desiring over here is impacting them over there mm-hmm. and um this book actually talks about that but it talks about it in a different way but that illustration really highlights things where in the book it says that there's somebody who wants something that you only you can produce and so it's like in the book it says that because somebody else has wanted it, like enough people wanting that thing, like the the universe is what you know. It says the universe, God, source. If y'all read the book, y'all know what I'm talking about. But it says um, that the universe, God, um, causes causes you to want to do something because other people wanted it done. And so we see that in real time when you want to order a cup or a a table or whatever from Amazon. And then there's people who are being called to create that thing for you. It's not really like a spiritual call. It's more like a, they got to go to work call. Mm -hmm. 
but it's because you desire that thing that it has been created. And so people on the other side of the world have been pulled in to help you to receive your desires. But we kind of just look at it as I went on the internet and there was like a cup floating in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and it was sent to me. <laughs> like We don't mm-hmm. think about everything that went into producing it, getting it to you, making sure it gets right there at your door in two days or less. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Like, so I don't know if all this is just too feathery and eerie, but these are the kinds of things that we've been thinking a lot about and just the impacts that our desires have on other people. But then also the thing that Sean and I really wanted to talk about this evening is just how, what? I guess you're talking about this evening. I mean, oh, I yeah. guess technically it is this evening. We're recording on Saturday night. Yep, I guess, but somebody could be listening over their morning coffee. Mm-hmm. But um, what we wanted to talk about is is how there is no perfect time for you to live the life that you desire to live. Mm-hmm. Like, now is the time. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking about this in the context of, kind of like with Sean leaving his job recently, there's a certain way that he wanted his life to be. There's a certain life that he wanted to live. And, and and it's like we were, even like we Sean and I here at the house, it's like we went back and forth. Sean, go ahead and do it. Sean, well, I need to save up this money. Sean, go ahead and do it. Well, I need to make sure this is in place. And it's like a lot of times, you know, we're trying to make sure certain things are in place. So, you know, Sean said, I want to put this in place. So we're working to make this get in place. But, like, really you could create all kinds of conditions that are required before you can actually do the thing you want to do. Or you can just decide that you're going to do it and just do it. Mm-hmm. Even if the conditions aren't perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's true. You know, I, um, here's the thing, you know, like in our household, you know, as our pastor, um, Dominique Johnson would say, you know, it's not an either or, it's a both and. You know, I mean, it's, well, I'd rather I'll say it this way. It's not going to be an either or, it's going to be a both and. And the reason why is because you have a Sean and you have a Veronica, you know. But, um, but you know, and, and, and Sean is very much of a, excuse me, planner, deliberator, careful person. And Veronica is very much of a, you know, go do it now quick change you know live free you know just do things (laughs) you know but um so you had that dynamic but anyway i don't want to go too much into all that stuff because it'll get us off track but yeah that's right you know i've been thinking about all this stuff about leaving for years um we had discussed it in some way shape or form for years truth be told and um you know, I'm very much a believer in like planning and not just going off and doing stuff without thinking about it very much, you know, but it, in a nutshell, it really kind of got to a point where it's kind of like, all right, now, man, um, what else can one do? You know, per- particularly having like these urges and these, these longings and these, um, these things thoughts about moving forward very very strong thoughts very strong urges i'll say about um 
moving forward and with this step of faith and you know there's there is more preparation that I could do but I've already done a pretty good bit we've already done a pretty good bit and if I keep on preparing is can can this be sustained endless preparation mm-hmm. because it because it's kind of getting to a point where I was like I don't know. I mean, really, to be honest, there were some things that happened that kind of almost felt like pushed me mm-hmm. out. So they helped. Those things helped mm-hmm. us, you know. But yeah, man, you know, it, like you said in a nutshell, it really does come down to there really is no perfect time, you know. And I and I found I found you know talking to some of my colleagues who were like, Sean, wow, really, you really did that, you know, like you know it's still people kind of finding out and they're like, Sean, really? (laughs) You know, and wanting to kind of know what's going on with me and what's going on with us. And I still barely believe it. It's weird. Um, But like the thing is, man, you know, it's like exactly there ain't no perfect time. There is no perfect time. You know, you can make sure that this and that are all done and complete and all. But like there are a lot of people who don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and it's not really necessarily. It's not necessary. I don't know, man. It's kind of complicated, but then again, it's not. You know, I think mm-hmm. just at the end of the day, some people going to do. You just have to decide if you're going to do whatever it is that you know that you need to do. You just need to decide if you're going to do it or not. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it really boils down to a decision. Yeah, there are no perfect conditions. There's just none. You could say I, I need to wait until I save my my current income and have it in the bank so that I have a year of income mm-hmm. saved up. And you could do that, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to have all the security that you desire. Mm-hmm. You might have that money in the bank, but you really don't know what could happen. Mm-hmm. You might have to pay for something that eats up all that money. So then what? You're always waiting for the perfect conditions. Mm-hmm. Or you could leave as soon as you feel like you need to leave and have a really great idea that earns you that money that you would have made in a year within a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're always waiting until things are right and things are perfect. And it's really the only time, the only thing that makes it the right decision or the right time for a decision is you deciding that you're going to do it. Like once you decide I want to do this, I'm ready to do it and I'm ready to like fully support this vision, then that's the right time. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's just we're fooling ourselves thinking that we're in so much control. Mm, yeah, it's right. You know, it's like um as we were talking about before we we started doing this podcast, I learned of a family member um who passed unexpectedly. And it's like if we're always waiting for the right time to do so, we don't know that we're going to get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. The only thing we have in our lives is right now. Mm-hmm. We don't have the future promise and the past is gone. Right. So like if there's something that we want to do, this is our chance to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, one thing like this, this book is talking about, um, how, 
don't know what's been going on, but but um this book is talking about how um <laughs> there's been like some sounds around here these past few days. I'm just like, what is that? What is it? But, kinda um, sounds like fireworks. It does man. sound like fireworks. Maybe people are preparing for Labor Day. I don't know, but it's a little much for me. Yeah. Um but anyway, um what was I saying? Oh, um, in his book he talks about like pursuing your passion and really like finding out what your passion is. What are you passionate about? And like finding out what it would take for you to do that as your full time career and not like think that you have to squeeze it in around everything else. Like what would it take for you to actually do the thing that you have in your heart to do mm-hmm. as your full time career? And we doubt we doubt ourselves. Like we have the power within us to like take the thing that we're passionate about and make make money from it to like actually sustain ourselves. We have that power in us. But we have allowed society to tell us that we don't have that power mm-hmm. and that the only way we're going to really be able to do what we, we're passionate about is to first work for somebody else and work at a job and a lot of times work jobs that we don't like. And you don't have to do that. There are plenty of people who work jobs that they love or pursue passions that they love and sustain themselves with it. It is really because they made the choice that that was that was what they were going to do, mm-hmm. that they weren't going to allow other people to tell them how they needed to spend their time. Right, right, right. It wasn't really that complicated, you know. It's it's um, you know, for sure, it's 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 different. You know, sounds weird, but anyway, for sure, it's different. It's very very different but um you know it's um just because something is different doesn't mean just because something is different doesn't mean that it's um you know that it's wrong or it doesn't mean that it's um I guess it doesn't mean that it's what am I trying to say it doesn't mean that it's I don't know but we we're scared about what we don't understand you know and then we're conditioned to think that there's a certain way to live there's a certain way to do this there's a certain way to do that but you just kind of realize you live in this world this really really complex world with a lot of different types of people a lot of different types of everything you know and um it's not that simple you know we 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 kind of have this i guess in in society you kind of you have a lot of standardization or whatever, you know, but it's kind of hard to standardize when there's so many different kind of people and situations and all this kind of stuff, you know, so I don't know. But again, trust me, y'all, one of the hardest decisions I've ever made, because I didn't make it on my own, we made the decision, and I felt like I had to do it, felt like I had to do it, you know, at first it's like a thought like, hmm. But then later on, it was like, I got to do it. I have, I really, really got to do it now. I really have to do it. And if I don't, then, then, then I'm, then I'm messing up. Then I really am messing up. And I knew it. You know, it's, it's, it's scary, man. It is. 
but then it's exciting on the other hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know, and I might have said this in the episode I left my job to pursue wholeness, but like, look, man, like I still remember when I was in college studying to get my bachelor's engineering degree and um and then a little later to get my master's engineering degree and um i mean there are moments where that stuff was real tough man there were moments where i was like man like i could i could fail i literally could fail and back then that was like a uh just a a a very intimidating thought um but anyway my point is i'm like if if I was, if 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 God kept me through being able to get that thing, you know what I'm what I'm working on now. I don't consider it necessarily to be, you know, matching in difficulty. To be honest, I mean, if anything, it's it's just another very different thing. But difficulty wise, um, I don't think it's really necessarily. Um, I mean, it can't be any more difficult. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, man. I don't know, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, here, here, here we are. I don't. Mm-hmm. I really know what else to say. Here we are, man. I guess when you were saying that it was scary, why do you say it's scary? Well, you know, because you're just kind of being used to working a job where you automatically have stuff come in in this dispensation, if you will, like literally stuff comes in based on like what you are able to produce. You talking about money coming in? Yeah, that's specifically what I'm talking about now, like money coming in, you know. For sure. Oh yeah, that's the air. <laughs> <laughs> that's not any sort of weird sounds. But anyway, for sure, um, you know, there a lot of situations with the employment, you know, kinda like tough. You know, feeling underutilized and also kind of some of the stuff as as far as like lack of flexibility on the job and whatnot, for sure. That kind of stuff was kind of hard, you know, but um, but then on the other hand, you knew every two weeks, you know, stuff coming in, mm-hmm. you know, but like here, like I said, it's not like that. It's not like you just kind of go somewhere for like 40 hours a week and then you go look in the bank account every two weeks and you see, okay, well, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so it's different. It's different. And it, it, it's scary because you, you know, I guess cause you're not used to it and whatever, but it really, really, really puts a fire under you. Mm-hmm. It puts a fire under you behind, you know, to like, we got to see this thing work. And, and I will say also another thing that puts the fire under my behind is that, um, <laughs> I know, interesting choice of words. No, you just reminded me of my coach talking about people having fire under their booties. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, another reason why it really energizes me is because um because at least even though we're still kinda of trying to find our groove in some ways, I you know, I, I like to I like what we got going on. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. You know, there was a certain there was a certain kind of feel that, that I had you know, of like with my job, with the content of my job, I could do it. Sometimes it was very intimidating, even though I did it did it well. But it just was like, 
I don't know, man. It was tough. Mm-hmm. It was tough. And and it was hard sometimes just kind of go in day in, day out to do that over and over and over and over and over, you know. Yeah, it kind of, I think that we lose our spark when we do that, when we just go to jobs that we're not passionate about. And we do things that we're not passionate about, but we're doing it out of a sense of obligation. Like, I got to do this because I have to make this money or I have to do this because people are depending on me. And it's like, well, what's the point of having these lives? Like, life is, this is our life. This is our life. You have your life right now. I have my life right now. And as a family, we have our lives together. And it's like, when you don't get to do what you want to do with your own life, I mean, what's the point? (laughs) What's the point? And so I think that we're always waiting until somebody gives us permission yeah. To live our own lives, whether it yeah. be our bank accounts or whether it be our jobs or or whatever. And I've funny enough, I've been meeting, not meeting, but talking to people that I know a lot recently who who were like forced <laughs> to make a change. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, one day I might do this or that, and then it got to the point where they're just like, I I gotta go like ASAP. Right. Either the 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 place that they're working for shut down or their their work conditions just got unbearable um especially i think a lot of people and we talked about this a little bit before a lot of people with um with covid where employers are wanting people to come back to work and have certain requirements they're like wait like i was doing my job just fine at home and i got this rhythm going and now you're trying to bring me back like no i'm just gonna not go back yeah and i think that um it's like these things are forcing people to make the change that they've always wanted to make. But mm-hmm. I think that they anybody in this in those situations, including you, will say that that like you could have even wanted to wait for the perfect time. Well, not you as much because you you had more you weren't like forced out. But there's right. some people who they they all they wanted to, they could have been waiting for the perfect time, but they weren't gonna be able to get there because it was time to go immediately. Right. And so I think that we have to realize <laughs> immediately. I think we have to realize that sometimes like we just have this false sense of control over the situation. We think, oh, when I save this much money, when I do this, when I do that, then I'll leave my job. Or, I mean, not even leaving jobs because, I mean, that's not all of it. It's anything. Right. It could yeah, be. Anything. Like, I've been reading about people on in on the Internet talking about I just up and sold everything and moved. Like, saw this lady moving to South Dakota. I don't know what. She's going to South Dakota for it, but she said, um, I'm selling everything, and I'm taking my kids to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they got a house there or what, but there are people who are just like, bump it. I'm just changing my whole life because mm-hmm. I can. And I think that we we have to like free ourselves. And I think one thing that I did want to talk about on this is that the world would be better if more people would do what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So many of us are doing what we feel like we have to do. We're living lives that are not the lives that our hearts are calling for. And what would happen if everybody just decided, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I feel called to do on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give up all this sense of like doing things just out of obligation. I mean, I think we do have to know that we have responsibilities. Like we can't just... Right move to South Dakota and leave our kids here. You know, they need mm-hmm. us. 
And, but at the same time, within, you know, certain responsibilities, there are things that we can do to, like, do the things that we feel passionate about. It's like firing inside of us, you yeah. know, moving to another place, getting another job or starting a business or, um, you know, some people it might be pursuing a relationship, you know, like doing things that you want to do. And just, I just imagine if everybody was just flowing in their, in their things that they enjoy, like the world would be better Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it would just create more and more goodwill and happiness and joy in the world that would just create more and more goodwill and happiness. But instead, so many of us are doing things we dread day in and day out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's sapping the life out of us as a society. And it's just, it's just making life less bearable. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you won't catch either me or Veronica saying anything like, you know, you just need to throw away your responsibilities and just don't care about stuff like that anymore. Like that's that would be foolish and 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 morally wrong, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, the thing the thing is, man. And of course, she Veronica and I are very much learning. But the thing is, man, like. You already know. Think about it. You already know that life is not. All you have to do is just kind of be still and just kind of think for a little bit to kind of understand that. The purpose of life is not simply to draw a check. That's, you know, and I'm not, you know. I don't know, I guess. Yeah, it's not just to draw a check. It's not just to get a house, a car, get the house, the car, and a bank account. It's not just that. Like, there has to be more. Otherwise, like, you know, that stuff is good, but, like, there's not, it's not enough there. It's not enough. It's not enough, like, and I'm not saying not enough, like, you know, possession or not enough stuff, but it's, you know, just meaning, meaning and purpose and all that, and, like, just to kind of, like, and I'm, hey, man, like, I'm, I'm all about having routine i'm a routine kind of person i am so i don't think routine and all that kind of stuff is all bad at the same time though there has to be some sort of space where you just kind of like can move and do whatever it is you need to do even if that thing is different you know which kind of goes back to our last episode where we're talking a, a bit about faith and whatnot you know as people of of god you know it's like you just kind of understand that like the bible says without faith it's impossible to please him so you could have some sort of routine and on and you, you feel strongly, okay, you need to do this. And you, you start to understand, okay, perhaps this is the Lord telling me to do this, but then you don't do it. And so then literally at that moment, it becomes, it's not just you just kind of like, you know, just doing the safe thing. Like you literally are getting to a place where you're not even listening to your, your creator, you know, you're not you're not following you're not walking in faith you're not you're just kind of more so doing based on what your abilities are mm-hmm. and what you believe that you can have or what you believe can be achieved the safe thing you know you're just staying within your own confines and all and like you literally you're you're very much limiting your life because of the fear of the unknown you know and i don't know but it's not worth it it's not worth it you know, again, I think I mentioned that um, episode where I made the announcement, you know, about how I knew um, 
a lady who was somewhere around my age became an engineer um you know well it came to my office a year after i came to it you know and um and now she's gone you know she she's you know she died yeah she died she died yeah she's gone in that way she died and um i mean i know nothing about any any aspirations or anything that she had it's just the way it impacted me like you know I just figured that she's somebody be working on to retirement like all of us. And like she was young and like literally several months ago she passed away and that's it. You know, so it just really made me think, Sean, come on, man. Like, what are you really going to be about? You know, like you're saying this whole perfect time concept, you know, either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. You know, don't don't just play with the idea. You know, because if you're not going to do it, just leave it alone. Just know you're going to feel real uncomfortable. Yeah, because if you keep entertaining it, then you're just going to be miserable. It's like teasing yourself with something that you can't have because you won't let yourself get it. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. And so that that makes life miserable in and of itself, just to kind of like be lukewarm, you know, to straddle the fence, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of be like, um, <laughs> like Pastor Johnson says, having the hokey pokey kind of spirit you know you put your right foot in you put your right foot out you know you know kind of like you kind of yeah maybe i will huh no i don't know maybe i will huh? i don't know instead of just going for it like there's some people who you look at them and you just can tell they just they just live in this adventure they're they're just like jumping straight in the water and yay (laughs) just embracing it not judging themselves not not checking themselves Mm -hmm. and we all can live like that but it's really a choice it's really a choice because the, the thing is, I think part of it is that we have too many possessions hmm. and we're trying to protect this stuff that we've built up and that we have. So yeah. um, we're going to have to continue this another time. But I think, you know, we got to find out how can we just live now right. the life we want to live. Right, right. Think about that, y'all. Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 